Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Friday. It is Friday. Now, for some of you, that means maybe the end of the work week. For some of you, Friday, for you, what is most important is at the beginning of the weekend. Everyone has their, their different relationship with Friday, whatever it means to you. But today is Friday, April the 29th, 2022. It is currently 4.18 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live Two stories above a street right here in Abilene, Texas. It is Friday. Now, again, I don't know what your relationship is with Friday. I don't know if you love Fridays, if you hate Fridays, if you're excited, if you're discouraged, if you're depressed, but I love Fridays. But really, my Friday always begins at 11 p.m. Central Time, not on Friday, My Fridays always begin at 11 p.m. Central Time on Thursday. I know you're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. It's not yet Friday, but it's Friday for me at 11 p.m. Central Time on Thursday. My Friday begins because some of you know what I'm about to say. Others are not going to care or you're going to immediately use it against me to say that I'm ungodly and I'm a sinner. And by all means, I am ungodly and a sinner. I don't know using this as your reason for saying that I'm ungodly and a sinner really makes any sense. But that's a whole different that's a whole different discussion. But here's what happens. 11 p.m. Central Time. Thursday nights. Not always. But many times I will be standing right in front in front of all of my stereo equipment, my Yamaha amplifier, right? I have everything set up. I have a nice pair of headphones on. I have everything hooked up, everything set up. I have my iPad Pro there in its stand and I'm ready to go. And I have open on my iPad Pro every music streaming service available, Deezer, Tidal, Amazon Music, Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora. I have them all ready to go, right? And right at 11 p.m. Central Time, guess what starts happening on many of those music streaming services? New music drops, new music. Here's another new, new singles, new albums, new EPs. Boom, 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 boom. And I start listening to anything and everything I can. I start listening and listening and listening and listening trying to determine what I think is the most important release of the week. And I listen, I analyze the music, the composition, the production, the lyrics, and I just, well, I start enjoying myself because I love music. Now, I know within the Christian world, I'm not supposed to do that. I know that there's going to be arguing and fighting about it, and everyone wants to condemn me. Look, I've I've lived through it my whole Christian life. You can't listen to, you can't, you can't. I understand, I understand. Those who don't listen to music, you're more godly than those of us who do. I understand, I, I, I understand. So when you pray tonight, you can say, I, I'm, I thank God that I'm not like that person in Texas who listens to music because clearly he's evil. Thank you, Lord, for keeping me away from such evil. Okay, you can do that and you can feel better about yourself, but I love music. I love music. Now, I'm not going to tell you what I heard at 11 p.m. Central Time last night 
or today. I'm not going to tell you because if I name an artist or name a song, it immediately will create controversy. And this is not designed to be a program that tries to create um, I'll, I'll, uh, someone just asked me what kind of headphones, um, I use Audio-Technica, um, a, I see, the, uh, MX-50s, I believe, I believe it's the MX-50s, uh, but I can, uh, I think the person asking the question, they are in, uh, the Discord channel, so I'll take a picture of them and show, and show you later, but not right now, so, but I don't want this to, and I, I want everyone to hear me here, I don't want this to turn into, a controversy about music, right? So I, I had, I had back and forth with myself. Do I even do this? Is it even worth it? Because it's going to turn into an argument about music. So I thought, well, you know what? I am going to do it because I've been thinking about this throughout the day. I've been thinking about this throughout the day. So instead of just pretending that these thoughts and these ideas were not present, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because if I, if I don't, uh, then I, I feel like it's, well, the program's not being real and it's not being organic and, and I like for it to be real and organic. So I was listening and a song came on. Again, I'm not going to tell you the artist. I'm not going to tell you the title of the song. I'm not going to tell you anything because then it'll turn into an argument about that. If, let, me, let me state it this way. I'm, I'm going to try to be as blunt as I can be. If all you get from this is he listens to music and I bet you it's music that he shouldn't listen to. If this, if that's all this turns into, you've sadly missed the point. This is not about music. This is about a very important theological truth that should have practical ramifications for your life. That's what this is about. But I'm going to use a song that I heard and the lyrics from it to get to this very important, what I will say is an amazing theological truth. Because this song clearly doesn't have, the the artist who wrote the song clearly doesn't have this theological truth. And he's trying to find a solution where I think the theology would give him a better solution than the solution he came up with. All right, so are you ready? Okay, here we go. I'm going to open up Apple Music. And I'm just going to start reading the lyrics. Here we go. Here are the lyrics. Everybody thinking caps on? All right. Now, I don't know what you... I, I, I almost posted the lyrics today uh, in the Discord channel because I, w- I was going to be curious if everyone else would have responded. If, I, I, was, I was going to say, what, what theological concept comes to your mind when you read these lyrics? I... I should have done it, but I think a lot of people would be like, what are you even talking about? So maybe when I'm done here, you're going to be like, what are you even talking about? I'm hoping that when I'm done here, you're going to be like, whoa, that was awesome. That's what I'm hoping. But but maybe it's just going to be going, whoa, that was awesome. Whoa, that was okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Have you ever felt like being somebody else. That's an interesting, that's the first lyric. That's an interesting, I always sometimes love the opening lyric to an album or the opening lyric to a song because sometimes, I, even with novels, I love to read the, uh, the the very first like sentence or the opening line of a anything. I just like the opening line of a movie. I, I always like, you know, the name that, you know, 
five best albums with the five or, or the name, the albums with the best opening lines or something like, Oh, well, I can, we always, I can always do these lists in music, but okay. We won't go there here, but here we go. So have you ever felt like being somebody else? I think that's, I think that's a question. Everyone would be like, you know, there are times I, 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 not only do I feel like being someone else, I wanted to be someone else. Cause I don't like being me. I don't like being me because either the way I think people perceive me, I don't like being me because of uh, the reality of what I have done or the reality of who I am. Sometimes I don't want to be me because I know what I have done. I know what I am. I know what the potential I can. Yeah, I, I don't. I would rather be someone else. I think we've all felt that. Next, feeling like the mirror isn't good for your health. That's that's a great line. Feeling like the mirror isn't good for your health because when you look at yourself, you may not like what you see. You may hate the person looking back at you because you see their errors, their flaws. You you see everything about them. I I know I I can't speak for anybody else. There's plenty of time, plenty of times I've looked in the mirror and I'm like, I hate you. I hate your guts. I despise you. I, I don't. I, I I've looked at myself that way every day. The lyric continues, I'm trying not to hate myself. Here's someone struggling. They don't want to be themselves. They don't want to see themselves. They are struggling with hating themselves. Next line. But lately, it's not hurting like it did before. And that, so something has changed. They, they, they don't want to see themselves. They don't want to be themselves. They're, they're struggling with hating themselves. But something is starting to change because it's not hurting as much anymore. What changed? Maybe, maybe I'm learning how to love me more. This artist is struggling with these feelings of, I don't like myself, I don't want to be myself, I don't want to see myself. But the solution that this artist has discovered, I've learned to love me more. Self-love is the solution that this artist has discovered for their problems. Now, remember, sometimes as a songwriter, they're writing something from their perspective and their experience. Sometimes they write, they've, in a sense, created a character in their mind, and then they they create basically a story for that character. I don't know if this is, the artist is speaking of themselves or speaking of a situation. I, from what I know about this artist, he's probably speaking about himself, but there you go. He, uh, he goes, it used to burn. It used to burn. See, something has changed. Again, what changed is he's learned to love himself more. But it used to burn every insult, every word. It used to hurt him horribly every time he, someone would insult him. And, 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 and it would just, he couldn't handle it. But it helped me to learn self-worth I had to earn. So I tried every night to sit with sorrow. And eventually it set me free. Have you ever felt like being someone else feeling like the mirror isn't good for your health. Every day I'm trying not to hate myself, but lately it's not hurting like it did. Maybe I'm learning how to love me more. Now, I didn't make it very far in the song, and I, I almost immediately, I think I just I reached over and I hit pause and I took the headphones off and I'm like, whoa. This poor guy thinks self-love is the answer. And the more I thought about it, you know, I, I've heard professing Christians 
go with the same kind of self-love. You got to learn to love yourself. You got to learn to love yourself. You got to learn that whatever the issue, you're, whatever emotional issue you're facing, whatever trial, whatever difficult, whatever pain, loving yourself is the solution. And I'm here to tell you, I don't think it is. I, well, I, I will put it this way. I will say this dogmatically. It's not the theological solution. In other words, we're going to look at this song from a theological perspective. Imagine that a podcast called Theology Central. I'm going to make Theology Central here. Now, I'm not here to condemn this. So I don't I do not do, I know how I agree. See, it's ungodly. It's unbiblical. Burn it. Cancel it. Okay, I'm not, I don't do that. I, look, it, he's offering his perspective. I don't have to agree with the perspective, okay? It's perfectly okay. I can hear a perspective that's not mine without, you know, having any major mental breakdown. I know, I know that's weird in 2022. I can only hear what agrees with me. I can only see what agrees with me. Okay, no, it's, it's perfectly okay. I feel bad for the person because I don't think self-love is a good solution. But if you don't have a theological perspective, this would make the most sense. Hey, you got to love yourself. You got to love yourself. You got to love what you see in that mirror. You got to love yourself. Self-love has to overcome that feeling of hate or shame or whatever. Self-love is the answer. And I don't think that's the answer. So I'm going to offer you, offer you the biblical answer. And I'm going to give you two. And I think the two must go together because if you only have one of these, I believe you have an unbiblical or I believe you have an unbalanced theological solution. All right, here we go. The first one we've talked about frequently. It's found in the gospel of Matthew. And it's not a very popular one, but this is where we really begin from a theological perspective. Matthew chapter 16. I think you know exactly where I'm going to go. All right. Peter gets rebuked because Peter is hears that Jesus is, you know, all that that Jesus is uh he must suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and he's going to be killed. And Peter hears this and Peter's like absolutely not never not going to happen. He basically begins to rebuke God. Peter begins basically to rebuke God like I don't know where you come up with these ideas God, but this is not going to happen. I disagree. All right, which is just an absolutely insane thing to even consider. He's he's rebuking the creator, okay? It's just insane. But that just shows you how arrogant we can be. But he gets rebuked a very in a very harsh way because Jesus uh, turns to Peter and says, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. The first real answer to to whatever we're facing is not self-love, but self-denial. The answer is not to love yourself. The answer is to die to yourself. Christianity has a radically different approach. It's not, I need to love me more. No, I need to deny me more. It's not that I need to love me more. I need to die to me more. It's not that I need to love me more. I need to stop following me more. The biblical answer is an uh, 180 from this. The culture is like, love yourself, love yourself. You need to love yourself, love yourself. And Christianity is like, deny yourself, die to self, and stop following self. It's, a, it's, it's completely opposite to this. But this is very important. If all you get from Christianity is that I die to self, deny self, and don't follow self, 
you're going to be missing a very critical part of the theological answer. Yes, we, we and we've talked so much in podcast episodes about denying self, dying to self, and not following self. It's one of the most difficult aspects of Christianity because everything in us is like, no, no, no. I don't deny myself. I indulge myself. I don't die to self. I exalt myself and follow anybody else. Are you out of your mind? I'm going to follow my feelings, my emotions, and my desire. That, that's the constant battle in the Christian life. The constant battle of the Christian life is this battle with self because self is the very essence of sin. What do I, how do I define sin? Sin is the exaltation of the I. It's the exaltation of self. So Christianity has a completely different approach, but, but sometimes that's how we, we leave. We just leave people in a sense with a very law base, like here, here's your answer. Deny self, die to self and stop following self. Do it. It's a very law based answer. And while we're denying and, and trying to die to self, well, in many cases, we, we have all kinds of problems and struggles and we hate ourselves. We don't like ourselves. Guilt, shame, frustration, discouragement, depression, a host of issues. Because I think sometimes we're missing the next part. Are you ready? We think of it this way. We must die to self, deny self, and stop following self so that self can be replaced with Christ. What do I mean by that? We must replace self-identity with Christ-identity. My identity is no longer me. My identity is no longer what I see in the mirror. My identity is no longer my actions, my feelings. I must find my completed identity in Christ. Until that occurs, I may be sitting here trying to deny and die to self. I may be trying to do those things, which is just going to be struggle, failure, struggle, failure, sin, 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 which may actually lead you to hating yourself even more. You may become more depressed and more discouraged. But at some point, I've got to go, wait, 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 wait. Yes, I need to deny self. Yes, I need to die to self. But that must be replaced with a new identity. It's not a self-identity. It's Christ-identity. All right, this is very important. Let me let me read something in regards to this subject. All right, this is important. Um, our culture is very interested in the journey of discovering identi- uh, individual identity. So let me read this again. Our culture is very interested in the journey of discovering individual identity. What is your identity? What do you identify as? I identify as this. Here is my identity, my identity, my identity, my identity, my identity, my identity. So here's the what the world says. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're struggling with, this is what you need. You need self-love and self-identifying. You need self-love and self-identity. So you need to love yourself, and then then you need to figure out what your identity is. In other words, the culture says love yourself and choose your identity. Christianity says deny yourself, die to self, and don't look to uh, don't you don't choose your identity. You find your identity in Christ. It's completely night and day. So let's read this again. Our culture is very interested in the journey of discovering an individual identity. 
personality tests, dream assessments, even BuzzFeed quizzes are available everywhere you look. It seems like everyone is searching for something to tell them who they are, where they belong, and how they relate to the world. Who am I? Who am I? The Bible says that all men and women are created in God's image. Humankind was created to reflect some of God's attributes. You can look for your identity, you can look for your identity anywhere, but followers of Christ are called to find their identity in him. Where do you find your identity? You don't look for your identity in you. You don't look for your identity in your job, in your career. You don't look for your identity in any of that. But many people, whether they know it or not, this is so, this is so, it's so subtle, but they, they, they may, they, they struggle with trying to deny self and die to self, right? So, because within every church, from the pulpit to the pew, from the choir to the nursery, there's all, every individual there is, in many cases, it's about me, 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 and we do a very good job in dying to self, denying self, and not following self, right? But there are many people in every church who they really want their identity to be, they, 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 there's something else they want to be identified as. There's something else they want to be known for. I, I, look, I, I, I served in the United States military, as everyone knows. I didn't make it all the way to 20 years because everything happened. Anthrax, seizures, medically retired, 100% disabled. Okay, we go through that whole long, boring story. But the point is, I, I was very much, uh, most of my, a good portion of my adult life was spent in the United States military. Now, I worked with people in the military, and clearly the military was their identity. Their job, their career, their service was their identity. And many of them, even after they retire, they want the whole world to know that they served in the military. They may wear a hat showing that they served in the military. They may show what uh, military conflict or war that they served or, or a military campaign they served in. They may want to have a bumper sticker saying that they're retired Air Force. They, they want the world to know because their identity was so connected to their job, to their thing. People look for identity everywhere. And some people, they want their identity to be everyone, that you want everyone to know what you do for a living, their job, their their, their kids, their grandkids. People look for so many things to say, this is my identity. And why? Because, a, because if you can find other things to be your identity, then your identity becomes the very source that you then exalt yourself and you don't deny yourself. You, you in a sense, exalt yourself in your identity that you choose. So, so much of our culture about choosing their identity is really about, about exalting themselves. See, this is who I am. This is what I am, okay, because it's about exalting you, where Christianity is like, no, die to self, deny self, don't follow self, and replace self-identity with Christ-identity, all right? Okay, now, what, what, how do we find our identity in Christ? Like, what is our identity in Jesus Christ? Well, I think there's a couple of things to notice here, and I think you'll see a little bit of a hint of this taking place. I'm just going to go to Ephesians first, because I think you all know uh, what you find in Ephesians. 
you probably know where I'm going. Some of you do, because some of you know this theological concept very well. Others of you, maybe this may be new to you, but just listen to me. All right, here we go. So we de- deny self, die to self. We stop following self. And then we replace self-identity with Christ identity. And we see a little bit of this taking place in the very first chapter of Ephesians. Notice, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, next two words, in Christ. My identity is found in Christ, and that's what I, that's the identity I should focus on, of what I am, who I am in Christ Jesus. Who am I in Christ Jesus? Well, this, first of all, we are blessed with all spiritual, in Christ, I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundations of the world. In Christ, I am chosen, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. I am chosen. I am predestined. I am adopted in whom we have redemption. I am redeemed through his blood. I, the forgiveness of sins. I have been forgiven. We must see our identity in Christ. In Christ Jesus, I'm adopted. I am a son of God. I am forgiven. I am loved. I am blessed. I am redeemed. And this is very important. I am righteous. I am holy. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. There is no guilt. There is no sin. There is no unholiness. There is just righteousness, holiness, perfection, forgiveness, everything. That's what I am in Christ Jesus. So yes, I can look in the mirror and you know what? Yes, I understand that in my practice, I see that sin. I see that failure, but you know what else I see that in, when I look in the mirror, that person in that mirror, yes, I know that they are a sinner. I know that they are a failure. I know that they are filled with a sinful desires and lust. And there's all kinds of things wrong with that person. When I look in the mirror, I know that that person in the mirror is an utter, complete, utter dumpster fire in a train wreck. I know that is true of me, but you know what else I have to remind? myself, that person in the mirror, that person is not condemned. That person is redeemed. That person is forgiven. That person is saved. That person is chosen. That person is blessed. That person is it has the imputed righteousness of Christ accredited to their account. So that person I look at in the mirror is holy, righteous, well done, good and faithful servant. I Because in Christ, I'm all of that. In Christ, I am blessed. In Christ, uh, everything that He God calls me to be, I am that in Jesus Christ. Oh, other people may insult me. Other people may condemn me. Other people may want to pick up rocks and throw at me. Other people may have good reasons to talk about me, slander me, and say whatever they want about me. Everything they say may be absolutely true of me. But at the very same time, in Christ, I'm a saint, I'm godly, I'm redeemed, I'm forgiven, I am holy. There is no condemnation. Not because there isn't sin in my life, because it's true practically, but I my identity is not found in what I do practically. My identity is found in who I am in my position. The artist doesn't know anything about that kind of identity. His identity is, I just got to love myself more. 
I got a lot. And the culture wants, it's my identity, my identity. Okay. I, I want, I, here is my identity now. And they, they, they want their identity to be defined by their pronouns or identified by their, their gender or their sexual preference or whatever their race. They want to be known for that. And I'm like, no, no, no. All of those things are irrelevant to me because I'm dead to self. Self has died. Who I am is not what I do. Who I am is not what I say. Who I am is who I am in Jesus Christ, which is a redeemed, adopted son of God who is forgiven, who is holy, who is not condemned, who has eternal life, who, who, who I'm, I'm, I'm everything that God calls me to be in Christ. Doesn't mean I live in self-denial of the reality of my sin. I acknowledge that in practice, I'm a sinner. I'm a failure. I let people down. I'm mean. I'm a jerk. I'm arrogant. I'm condescending. I'm, I'm pathetic. I'm weak. I'm dumb. I'm foolish. All of that is true. But it's not true in my position. The answer is not to love yourself more. The answer is to die and replace you with Christ. He becomes your righteousness. He becomes your identity. The world thinks self-love is the answer. It's our identity that is the answer. Let me read from an article on this. To be able to understand your identity as a follower of Christ, you need to understand how he sees you. It's tempting to build your identity on what you accomplish, but that is not a stable foundation. Your true identity is ultimately based on what God has done for you. In the Bible, God tells us often how he views his people, and here's a, we are loved, we are chosen, we are forgiven, we are redeemed, we are adopted. And then I could go through all kinds of scriptures that speak of our identity in Christ. You can go through Ephesians and look at every time it says in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Now, what causes problems with our identity? Even though we may know all of this being true theologically, there can be obstacles standing in our way of believing who we are in Christ because other things get in the way. Sometimes it's our past sin, right? Um, Psalm 103.12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far he's removed our transgressions from us. Transgression is another word for sin. God removed your sin from you. Um, it's gone. It's, it's removed. But that past sin, look, I, anytime I look in the mirror, boom, I, I'm hit with it. I, I always make the joke that any, I, and it, I don't know why it happens. It's just this weird neurotic thing that happens in my brain. But I, as soon as I get in the shower, I remember every failure, every sin. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I just like, oh, man, man, I'm, I'm a piece of garbage. I'm a piece of garbage. I did this wrong. I can, I can go back to, you know, you know, when I was five years old, 10 years old, before a Christian, after a Christian, what I did, I can just remember sin, 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 sin. And at some point I have to go, yes, I'm a sinner, but that does not change my identity in Christ because my identity in Christ is based off an imputed righteousness, not a practical righteousness. All right. Another thing that can become a problem with our identity is outside messages. You might not just remember what you've done, but you may remember what people have done to you, possibly. You may remember what people 
who you may remember the fact that people know what you have done and you know they're talking about you and you know they think certain ways about you. So then it's very hard for you to see yourself from from God's perspective. You see yourself in the perspective of, of the other people you know who think bad things about you. All right. Um, sometimes your identity may be messed up because the way you were raised, you were raised that you're a piece of garbage, that you're a loser, that you're a failure, that you're stupid. And so you just carry that with you and you can't get over it. You got, you can't worry about how other, what other people think about you or what other people have told you. Your identity is found in who you are in Christ Jesus. All right. And I'll, I'll just there. I'll, 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 I'll stop here. Uh, or I'll just read this. If you put your faith in Christ, you have a new identity in him. The more you get to know Jesus through his word, uh, the more you will understand your identity in him. The more you get to know Jesus, the more you will be able to, uh, to uh, be able to identify areas of your life that you're not living in this identity. If you believed that you were all that God says you are in Christ, how would that change the way you lived, the way you interact with others, or the way that you relate to God? As you find your identity in Christ, you will grow more like him and less like the world. You will grow in intimacy with him and with other believers. You've got to learn to see yourself as your identity in Christ, not in your actions, not in what other people think about you, not in what other people say about you, but in that. That's what you have to see. And it's hard because sometimes I want to forget my identity in Christ and I want my identity to be something else. Look, I sit here in front of a microphone, right? And I talk. Sometimes I mispronounce a word. I mess something up. I don't read something right. I get confused. I forget a point. What? All the countless mistakes. I mean, when you do your podcast live, there's I mean, the potential for mistake. I mean, there's no safety net, right? There's no stop and edit. They're just the mistakes are there, all right? Which at times, guess what? I become so preoccupied with those mistakes and those failures. And you know why? Because I really want my identity to be, I want people to think, man, he's a good communicator. Whoa, he's got good insight in theology. Man, he knows church history. I want I'm, sometimes I want my identity to be known for my speaking ability, for my communication ability, for my knowledge. For I want it to be how many people listen to me, how many people download the per, the percentage of. Sometimes I want to be known for that, and I'm just going to acknowledge it. But guess what? That's because I want to be known for something other than my identity in Christ. Ultimately, you, you know what I should worry about is I should worry that anyone thinks anything about me because I should be dead. It should never be about me. The minute it becomes about me, I've messed up the entire ministry. I've messed up everything. It can't be about me. I don't. I. I should I should strive that no one even knows who I am, that my name is not known, and when I die, nobody even knows that I die. It should not it shouldn't be about me because I should die to self, deny self. And you know what it should be? I don't care what people see me. I want them to see Christ. And I and you see, if I want people to see me, then that means my identity is found is based on what people see when they see me. But if I truly want people to see Christ and not me, then I become irrelevant. And that and therefore my identity can't be found in trying to make an impression on everyone else. It must be found in Christ Jesus. There you have it.
I'll end going back and reading the lyrics. Here we go. Have you ever felt like being somebody else? Feeling like the mirror isn't good for your health? Every day I'm trying not to hate myself, but lately it's not hurting like it did before. Maybe I'm learning how to love me more. You're either living a life of self-love and self-identity, or you're living a life of dying to self, denying self, and finding your, your identity not in yourself, but in Christ. How are you living? How's it going? You can email me your thoughts, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Would love to hear your thoughts on all of this. Hopefully, you'll find this to be beneficial and helpful on this Friday. Friday for me, New Music Day, Friday afternoon, fast approaching Friday evening. Thank you for listening. Everyone have a great weekend. God bless.